0: is it tonight, Z? The same thing as every Friday night. That's right. We're here to take over the party world. That's right. As our reviews will kill you. The Party Time Podcast that is bringing you all the latest news, reviews, all them good views, all that good stuff, and more. I am the man you may know as Z, and I am here to party with you tonight. As usual, it seems I am running solo. That's how they named me. I was by myself, and now I'm solo. I'm the one and only Red Cup, bringing you all that fun. Tip it back, let's cheer, and let's uh, have an amazing show tonight. Thanks, everyone who's out there. I am going to, let me see, what do I have to talk about today? That's a really solid question, and I think I can bring it up, or maybe I can't. We'll see. We've got so much going on for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, those Halloween decorations getting stolen. It's a little bit of bad news. We got some cancellations about some girls who are into stars. You're going to have to uh, wear a diaper to see Avatar. One of my favorite horror actors, the Candyman, got paid. Nightmare Before Christmas seems to be a little salty. Fate Winks is a thing. Sandman got some good news. There's a Super Mario secret that you might be excited for. And Toho has a big, big boy announcement. That's right. Uh, we've also got some outrageousness going on with people eating things they should not be eating. There's some cadaver business we need to talk about. we got to talk about the cadavers we got a little bit of some uh, nose candy conversation we got to talk about, too. We're going to get a little in and out on Troll. Hmm. Troll. We've also got some big time reviews. It was just me, so I had to get, uh, you know, I had to get it on. And I had to get on with myself because I watched Barbarian, whatever that was. And I watched Guillermo del Toro present Cabinet of Curiosity, yet another Netflix 10 hour series. It might not have been 10 hours, but it was pretty long. So we've got all that and more. Plus, we've got a couple, uh, we got some business to settle up. We've got some new exciting things to tell you. So before we move on to the actual show, I think we need to get done what I like to call. Yeah, that's right. We're going to do some housekeeping. First up in housekeeping. First up. We reacted. We give our own special commentary to the back rooms. This was back rooms pitfalls. So uh, a little scary. New New got a little scared. He had to bring his little teddy bear. Uh, but yeah, we check out the... The back rooms, we go deep in the back rooms, if you will. And if that video gets to fifty, there's another one to react to. I hope that Kane Pixels doesn't get mad at us for just running our mouths during his his creations. But we think it's a good time, and we hope we, we're exposing you to something creative, something exciting to watch out there, something that people will uh, inevitably enjoy. I think the guy's a real talent and needs to be, uh, you know, recognized for it. Uh, I didn't recognize the chat. I am super sorry, guys. I see Daniel, Laura, Cutie Pie, Ron Cold, my admin, the Stone Cold Killer. Laura, Steve, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good to see everybody. Ray Sai, see you out there. I see you. I recognize you. And in case you didn't worry, or you were you were scurred, there's Noob Noob out there. He's uh, joining us from the land of the Icelanders. I think he's still there. Perhaps we'll do an interview with Noob Noob and he'll share his tale. Hopefully they went to see the manager more than once. And, uh, you know, oh, I'm in Top Chat. I need to see live chat. That's right. And yes, Noob Noob is, he's a scurrer to do this by himself, so it's just me. You'd figure he'd do something from uh, Iceland, but, you know, apparently they don't have Wi-Fi there. You know, it's only a major country. Uh, (laughs) He's what? he's shirtless in someone else's apartment oh boy sounds like he's up to shenanigans Uh, let's see what else we have on the docket we also talked i did the news story this is a big one i think the word has been out there it's been figured out but superman's giving the witcher some stitches Superman is back. Henry Cavill's back in the saddle of Superman. Super exciting news, I'm stoked. He showed up in the end of, spoiler alert, Black Adam, and I did a, I did his response. He gets to talk to everybody directly and give everybody what he thinks about the whole situation. Now, I didn't talk much about The Witcher, but The Witcher is, dude! <laughs> There's no way anyone's gonna watch it with Liam's, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> That dude's been trying to be a star for a while now. And the thing he's most famous for is uh, banging Miley Cyrus. So I don't think we're going to see too much of that. <laughs> I don't think we'll see him bang Miley Cyrus on The Witcher. Uh, yeah, he's passing the reins off. It's going to be a little, uh, a little suspect there. I don't exactly think that that's good news for, for The Witcher. And I give some of the secrets away, some of those Hollywood Insider secrets as to why it happened. So we'll take up all that stuff there. <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. That's right. Uh, we will have. I I actually have a stunning video that I prepared that will be a short that will give you all the insight into Iceland. So we can actually prove that Nubu was in fact there. It's quite quite beautiful. So I will share that with you guys. And I know there's a bunch of you out there. And I I I. Would uh, like to ask. If you are listening, please like and subscribe. Uh, we do this every Friday and we don't always have giveaways, but we, we do have them at times. I appreciate you guys who are out there checking us out. If you can't listen to the whole thing, that's fine because you can catch it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, the whole audio podcast. You can also share this because sharing is caring. Tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your papi. Get them all. Get them all aboard as we cruise and cruise on to getting monetized. And then things will get get all crazy around here. Uh, Yes, Noob Noob has his own OnlyFans apparently on here where he's shirtless many, many times. In fact, why don't we jump to that very briefly? We're going to talk about some of the shorts that we did. Noob Noob and Short Shorts yeah that's right he's got news for you he's gonna let you know a secret you should probably check it out because it's astonishing i continue my andor uh viewing because somebody's got to do it no one else will watch it i like it but apparently nobody else does andor is is flopping super super hard we did another C4 energy drink where Noob Noob gets to uh, show you who what he really sounds like when he takes off his Hollywood voice. We did another spray challenge where Noob Noob cheats and you can find evidence of that. I did a review of some Rick and Morty thing. I don't know what it was. A lot of people were mad at me though. Uh, I got ratioed on that one and then we introduced a new character to Rick and Morty. It's a little bit of, uh, it's a little bit of excitement there. We also did some fantastic Halloween stuff I don't think we got to talk to you guys about, but we'll share them now. One of the, uh, what did we do? Well, we did Hocus Pocus 2, Hocus Pocus 1. Noob Noob slept through both of them and gave you extensive reviews of them. I did a Barbarian 10 second review. We obviously did the Batman Superman battle, which we will get to next. Uh, We did a face hugger attacking Noob Noob right in his face. And Chucky Season 2, he's got some Chucky to catch up on when he gets back, because I'm not watching that garbage. One of my proudest directorial moments, Gnome Alone when gnomes attack. I really think you you should watch that one. That's one of my favorite videos that we've done. You will be scared beyond belief if you watch that. We had a Cabinet of Curiosities, reviewed that. Wendy's Frosty cereal thing. Yeah, that's a thing. More Andor. So go ahead and check out those and more. I think they're 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 pretty good. Especially no Malone. If you want to be scared, you want to see the the Heart of Evil, check that one out. And I'm sure this is kind of the moment everybody's been waiting for. So I will I will commence to commence and what I'd like to talk about is where do I have it? So I want to thank all the contestants. I'm going to announce it now. I'd like you... Uh, there's going to be more big news. So if you hang out in the chat, guess what? You get some... Uh, you get some special perks. Just want to say that. I do want to say... It was pretty split down the middle, almost, between who would win Batman versus Superman. It's a, it's a hard choice there, right? You've got Batman and Superman duking out with their kids. And their kids are, uh, you know... Psychopath. At least one of them is a psychopath, right? Damien's a psychopath. That's Batman's kid. I don't even know Superman's kid. Is that Jonathan Kent? I mean, if he grows up the way he's going to grow up, Damien's (laughs) going to annihilate the dude. So, uh, we did have a lot of comments on it, so I'm just going to go through some of them. Um, I had Alan say, Batman versus Superman Part 2. Do the Super Sons realize their grandmama's names were Martha, Soups, and Son would win, or they'll just hug it out? Alan, you are. Uh, that was my. I thought that was the funniest one I got. I appreciate that one. You gave me some good larfs there. We had Jeremy. He doesn't know why they're fighting, but he picked Superman's kid to win. So thank you, Jeremy D. Steve said Batman and his son would win. He's got the utility belt with all those fancy high tech gadgets the world's greatest detective would use ingenuity to beat the impossible odds agreed han pitched in here said all he educated me so thank you han all bat kid has to do is find some gold kryptonite to level the playing field apparently gold kryptonite takes the powers permanently i thought they'd go for pink kryptonite but maybe that's saved for noob noob and his special announcement Ray, Ray's Sai, 50-50 split on who wins. Oh, man. But I did like Ray gave me the second laugh I had for that, was that uh, Batman's weakness is beautiful, crazy women like Catwoman and Talia. So nice pitch in there, Ray. I appreciate that one. Daniel. Daniel says Superman and son would win no contest unless Batman and his son cheats and uses kryptonite. I mean, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So I'm going to give Batman the edge maybe on that one because he's going to cheat. <laughs> New Challenger. Superman and his son would win. Brute strength and speed. Hard combat that. I agree, New Challenger. And you were here last week, so I appreciate that even more. Cutie Pie. Quick late entry. Uh, with Kryptonite, Batman and Damien would come out the victor, but otherwise. Team Supes. And then Charlie Huang asks, Nubius of Noobs, did you dress up for Halloween? No, he was in Iceland, so he didn't do anything. Except for stare up at the sky. Batman and Superman both win. There are no losers. It's a tie. I tend to agree with that. So I mean, I honest to God would have given funny win by default. And I know this this one's a this is a tough battle. You guys, you break my heart every time we do this, because I want to give it to everybody. But I'm gonna be a man of my word. And if our good friend out there, New Challenger, I promise you, if you paid attention two weeks in a row, you get some extra bonus points. I wanted to give it to the funnies, but I gotta give it to the loyalty. New challenger, you're the winner. If you hit me up on Instagram at orc underscore you, New Challenger's the winner. But I appreciate all of you. And I got a we got a bigger one coming up. I you guys thought this one was exciting. And I appreciate all you, and I know half you might bail, but we appreciate you either way. And if you can, catch us on another one. But stick around for two more minutes. There might be something big coming up. Yeah, just hit us up on Instagram. And tonight, uh, after I close out the show tonight, I'll hit you up. As always, uh, Noob Noob and I are men of our word, so we've never uh, re-neged on anything that we've ever done, so... Thank you for all the contestants. I know there's a lot of last minute entries because you guys are are like eBay players. You're like out there like, oh, can I catch up on eBay? But really appreciate the conversation. You enlightened me a little bit too about the Superman-Batman battle. I did not know about the gold kryptonite. So I definitely learned a couple things. Rigged. Uh, Doc, you didn't even enter. So good to see Doc, one of our admins, is out there. Oh, geez. I feel like uh, it's not Noob Noob listening. like, we're somebody else. bro. Anyway, let's get to our big giveaway. This is big. This is huge. This is the hugest giveaway. I think, we've, I think there's going to be more excitement for this than anything else. It was the biggest movie of the year. We're talking Top Gun Maverick. Dropping it with some Tom Cruise action. Maybe you caught it in the theaters. Maybe you didn't. But we're going to give away the code. I don't have a reason why, if Noob, Noob, if you're out there, why don't you set the rules? You didn't even do a video for it. He's gonna have to do a video for it and maybe set the rules. Or if you're in the live chat, you will get an advantage because guess what? New challenger got got an advantage and I'm giving bonus points to anybody who sticks around and especially if you contribute to the chat. Uh, If you guys are out there talking, you help quite a bit. In fact, who would win in a fight? Batman, Superman, or Tom Cruise dropping bombs, baby. Tom Cruise shooting missiles. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, that's what's gonna be out there. It's 4K. I don't know what it is 4K. Oh, I only did Blu-ray. This is an upgrade. This is 4K. I wasn't sure, you didn't tell me. All you told me was that it was was something. You didn't say it was uh, special. So this is 4K. Doc is automatically disqualified because last week he did not help me pick a winner. I forget who won last week. I should keep track of these things. Either F-14. I don't know what he flew. I didn't watch it. Maybe I should enter. Should I enter? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, What is Noob Noob saying? He's saying, who's hotter, Miles Teller shirtless on a beach or Tom Cruise trying to do his own stunts? Oh, there you go. So who's who was the hottest of the hotties? Perhaps that's the the challenge. I'm surprised you didn't get the, the dual pack, the top, the the Tom Cruise Top Gun Dual Pack of 4K giveaways. So you said you liked the original movie. It is a classic. I'm actually I'm curious, like how many people actually saw the original thing? I mean, that's that's something in and of itself baby yoda he got the steelbook 4k oh my lord that <laughs> must be a good movie then that must be pretty impressive that you got a 4k steelbook i don't know does that uh is that count you as a collector i'm still surprised you haven't competed with all the hall people i feel like you'd put a bunch of them to shame noob noob and you, you just you have done it you can't get yourself as a live guest because you're too out of control oh daniel you haven't seen the original Um, it's something to behold for sure. I don't exactly know where I put it, but it's, it's some, you should watch before, sometime in your life, you should watch the original Top Gun and you're going to be like, hmm, what did I just watch here? Cause I'm a little, I have some feels about it. I don't know. (laughs) It's, 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 there's a lot of sweating in it. Yeah, it was one of the sweatiest movies I think I've ever seen. Top 10 sweatiest movies for sure. Absolutely, <laughs> lots of men, lots of sweating. There are some sex scenes in it, though, and you know, who knows. But all right, I hope you guys. I had a lot of fun with the Batman one. You guys did a great job. I feel like he should. You should do something better than who's hotter between Miles Teller. Like, give us, give us something. Like, what's your favorite airplane? I don't know. Tell us about your. Fa- that might be more exciting. So anyway, uh, enter this next contest. It'll run through the week. Catch us next Friday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll run it again. But for now... Oh, by the way, we're moving on. And as we move on, we have all the links to everything that we do here. Just search Our Reviews Will Kill You, and you will find... I guess it's our blog that hosts our podcast. And you will see all the links to all the stories that we're about to do. I also want to thank you guys. Our podcast, through the roof, baby. just keeps climbing. It's like Mount Everest We're going up And we're going up And it's all thanks to you guys Listening out there We really appreciate it It's been uh, Been quite a journey With the podcast We've been doing this for a while And you guys are Helping us every little bit So We appreciate it But for now We're gonna move on We got some things to cover I'll try to go I'll go through Some of them quicker than others But Let's get on Let's get it on To the news right Home Depot. Famous for their giant skeletons, not just home repairs. Keep getting stolen from people's front yards. This I thought was a real shame. The 12-foot skeletons that I would like to buy several of haven't stolen any yet. The decorations regularly sell out. I saw them in person and I was like, my loud, that's a lot of skeleton. They've been getting stolen. all. I don't understand. If you steal them, where are you putting them? It just... (laughs) this lady from New Jersey said she heard it being dragged down her street after the thieves removed cinder blocks that were used to keep it in place perhaps you should arm the skeleton or booby trap it I'm not saying that you should you know maim people but maybe you do I don't know Uh, but it was there was another one reported at least stolen from a Chicago uh, front lawn that's amounting they have $600 in losses North Austin they stole it in broad daylight I mean, we all know crime is out of control, but come on, stop stealing people's skeletons. They're $300 each, but that's, man, If, if I'm gonna make that my co-host, uh, a 12-foot skeleton instead of Noob Noob. It'd probably bring a little bit more humor to the show. There's also these giant werewolves too, which are pretty exciting. There's like skeletal werewolves, but you know, if you see them, you should ask the owner, did you steal that or is that legit yours? I don't know. Uh, But if you do find someone, maybe you should cancel them or else you'll be canceled just like poor, poor Stargirl. According to Deadline, Stargirl will end after season three. This was a show that I kind of liked. It wasn't the best show in the world, but it had a lot of heart, a lot of spunk, feeling pretty good. It was a decent show. I enjoyed it. And uh, it's a shame it's coming to an end. The girl that we thought was Kim Basinger's daughter, Breck Basinger, not Breck, Basinger, not Kim Basinger's daughter, but yeah, and they had some stars in it. Uh, not a lot of star power, but uh, yeah, her 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 stepfather was Luke Wilson. Joel McHale was in it. And yeah, they're kind. it's kind of, it's, it's just ending. So I enjoyed the show, uh, but apparently not enough people did. Although it could be Zazlav just slaying everybody, taking everything out. I would have liked to see her maybe in the larger DCEU, but her universe wasn't even in that universe. So yeah, it's a thing. Although I would have liked maybe a cuter girl. <laughs> she was all right, but they needed a little bit more spunky, cuter girl. You know, just saying. Anyway, be prepared to hold on to your seats, hold on to your butts, and maybe you're going to need some Depends, because if you plan on seeing Avatar, it's over three hours. Avatar The Way of Water, the runtime, currently over three hours long. They need to put an intermission in this thing. That's absolutely bonkers. What in the world is going on there? Three hours length of time. It's crazy. Uh, it's been a 13-year hiatus. Do people still care about Avatar? I mean, honestly, I'm not one of the biggest fans of Avatar. I kind of thought it was a Dances with the Wolves clone with sci-fi thrown into it. I don't really like the big green blue rabbits. It just wasn't one of the unobtainium. Was kind of dumb. I don't know. Not the biggest fan. I also didn't see it in 3D. So maybe if I saw it in 3D, I'd like it more but uh yeah they're bringing like five more sequels and it it's the highest grossing movie of all time they re-released it and it did well it did phenomenal it brought it was winning like weekends it's crazy so Pandora's coming back but you better uh strap in because it's gonna be long they think it's gonna make 650 domestically uh the original avatar made 772 are you gonna see it are you going to bring your friends? Are you going to buy a drink? That's a real question. Are you going to buy a drink while you go see this thing? It's a little crazy. I don't know if I'm going to see it. I, I'm a little on the fence. Not 100% sure. We'll see. We'll see. But we'll also let's also talk about one of my favorite actors of all time, Tony Todd. For those of you who are not familiar with Tony Todd, he was the star of the Candyman movies. He's the star of uh, Final Destination, or he's a star in Final Destination, some of those movies. He's also in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. The guy is, he's such a, he's he's also in a show that I've been reviewing. Oh, it's like uh, Dota. That's right, he's in Dota. He plays one of the dragons. One of the most recognizable voices out there, Tony Todd, Candyman star, he signed an awesome contract and he's kind of letting us into a, like a little secret. So when he did the original Candyman, there's a lot of bees in that movie. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, there's bees. But he was paid $1,000 for every time he was stung by a bee because he had a great lawyer. I think he, let me know about his lawyer. His lawyer's is awesome. He, he was paid to endure uh, from his insect co-stars because they had to put a bunch of bees on him and uh, let's see here. In the film, he plays Daniel Robitaille, the ghost of a black man that was murdered in the 19th century for falling in love with the daughter of a wealthy white man. Robitaille is the son of an enslaved man, and upon finding out that he had impregnated the white woman, a lynch mob sought him out, cut off his hand, tortured him by smearing his body with honey until bees stung him to death. And then his body was burned and hung where public housing projects of the Cabrini Green Homes were built, and that's where an urban legend Candyman came from. That's not even the plot of the movie. That's just the backstory. So he said every time he was stung by a bee, they had to cough up a $1,000, and he was stung 27 times. He's only 67 now. He he looked great. for. I mean, he's... I, that, he's such a great actor. He's such a powerful, powerful actor. If you ever get the chance, you gotta see Candyman, not the remake, not the remake. You gotta see the original Candyman. It's something to behold. It's a one of the goriest. It's just such a great horror movie. Love that movie. He said there were close to a million bees on set, <laughs> so he didn't mind when he negotiated, and he's like, "Bring it on, baby!" And he he paid paid hey, twenty seven thousand dollars. I, I think I'd take that to get stung 27 times that seems like a reasonable a reasonable amount that I would get stung he had he also says that uh, in candyman newborn bees were bred specifically for the film and then he said they were only they were only 12 hours old and their stingers weren't fully mature or nearly as painful that's amazing what a, what a stud like What a boss. Just taking it, you know. You agree to do a movie and you're like, yeah, you got to pour a bunch of bees on me? Guess what? I'm getting paid for that, baby. So cheers to him. He's a good guy. Does some good things. We're going to keep the horror theme going. We're going to talk a little bit about Nightmare Before Christmas. You know why? Because I've always said this. This has always been a thing that I've talked about for as long as I've been doing this show is Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton gets way too much credit for that. Everybody assumes Tim Burton directed the film. He did not. He was merely a producer. That's all. He didn't even direct it. Did you guys know that? Oh, by the way, we're going to... I need to look at some of the the, uh, chat here. Uh, Ray is saying uh, Avatar is overrated. The best part of Avatar was the tail copulation. That's right, I agree with that. <laughs> That's weird, kinky scene where they uh, they they twist up their tails. And Doc has challenged me to say something. I'll say it three times, just for you. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Woo! Not in time It's a movie, Doc. I'm not scared. Oh, that might be fun for short though. If there was a new Candyman coming out, we would definitely kill Noob Noob. Anyway, uh, the director, who isn't even named in the title of this, this story of Nightmare Before Christmas, he says, Tim is a genius, or he certainly was in his most creative years. Oh, he's throwing shade. He's saying he's not as creative. We had a story last week where we talked about Tim Burton because he said that he was a Dumbo for doing Dumbo the director for Nightmare Before Christmas is actually Henry Selick. He helmed the 1993 animated musical, and he says Tim Burton wasn't even there because he was directing two other movies at the same time. He said Tim was in L.A. making two features while he directed that film. He really didn't have that much input in the movie. Uh, Obviously, he was a producer, which really means he just got money to get it made, and maybe he had some of the uh, design elements to it selick went on to joke about the film's composer danny elfman takes credit for the film because he says uh danny elfman wrote you know this is halloween this is halloween um he said because uh, he went on to do uh Coraline, and that kind of separated him from tim burton where he really got to say like look this is what i really did um it's amazing that that came out 29 years ago. I don't even I don't even remember the thing, and apparently he's directed other stuff for it too. Uh, I guess he directed like the Kingdom Hearts game. Maybe he directed those. I don't know. But there's talk about it's so like obviously it's connected to Kingdom Hearts and the Haunted Mansion ride. Um, but he's you know just saying eh, this guy's getting a little too much credit. But Danny Elfman also thinks that he. He gets credit for it because uh, Danny Elfman went up to Selleck one time. and He said, completely seriously, it's not in this article, but I read another art, art, article about it. He said, uh, thanks for bringing my musical to life. Because <laughs> he's like, he wrote all the songs. It was like, thanks for putting pictures to all of my amazing songs. Well, thank you, Danny Elfman, for such a large ego of yours. We're going to move on from one classic to another. We're going to talk about Winx, the Winx saga. There's a controversy about Winx. I gotta let you guys in on a little secret. I don't know what a Winx is. <laughs> Can anyone explain to me what a Winx... I saw this on Netflix. And it was called Fate, the Winx Saga. And it's been cancelled. And what's the future of Winx? W-I-N-X. Winx. <laughs> Apparently, and I had no idea what this was. It's a popular Italian-American kids cartoon called Winx? What?! <laughs> Was it made in Italy? Like what? (laughs) What is going on here? Directly from the showrunner, Brian Young. So this is not fun news to share, but Netflix has decided not to move forward with season three of Fate the Wink Saga. This is especially tough because I know how many of you love this season. It's a heartbreaking silver lining, but the silver lining, all the same, I'm proud of everyone who did the show, blah, 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 blah. Amazing four years. Still don't know what a winks is. Apparently they were accused of whitewashing, whatever that means. I don't know, because I don't know what a winks is. Please keep me informed. What's a winks? So, uh, okay, they couldn't get into winks. Apparently this person was a fan, the person on Buzzfeed who wrote this article. They were a big fan, they couldn't get into it because they felt it deviated too much from the cartoon and disappointed by the lack of representation. Oh, what? This is a Winx? The original cartoon had a core group of diverse characters made up of Bloom, Stella, Flora, Tecna, Musa, and Aisha, or Layla, depending on which version of Winx Club you grew up with. So they are uh, cartoon sluts. <laughs> That's what they are. Did not know that. I am now engemicated that Winx is cartoon sluts <laughs> what, what is this? this doesn't look like I, the live action didn't look like sluts so what is this and look they have a ginger and looks like an Asian girl and a blonde girl and an emo girl yeah it looks pretty diverse to me teenagers from all over the world could identify themselves as sluts that's what he said not me I didn't call, I mean, I'm not necessarily calling them sluts. I'm reading what the screen tells me. You guys can read it here. If you check out all the links to the articles, you can see it. (laughs) Spice Girls were Spice Girl sluts. I don't know. (laughs) Allegedly sluts. I allegedly not confirmed. Ginger Spice did do some like porn stuff though. Just in case you were wondering. Uh, So, yeah, Winx is canceled. These girls do... (laughs) What? These... (laughs) What? How is it... (laughs) This does not look like the cartoon images that I saw. I am confusion. I feel like the media is lying to me. You know what they're not lying to me about, though? The Sandman. Now, I watched... Every second of this freaking show. And I also watched all of the uh, the, the two extra episodes. I don't, I don't know if I did. I think there's a video that I will not link above where I talk about the Sandman. If you want to look it up, you can look it up. I enjoyed the show, but I don't think it's for everybody. And I definitely wasn't like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It was all right. It wasn't great. But it wasn't terrible. And they were talking about, like, the way that people watch the show. They don't binge it all at once. It's too heady for that, man. It's got too much in my brain. And I got to take some time to digest just how powerful each episode is, man. So they were complaining about the watch time. But the watch time uh, was was really long. So... When the Sandman debuted in August, the watch time was only 69.5 million hours, which is probably not enough time to get it renewed, right? And I guess word of mouth was like, people were concerned it was going to be woke and terrible, but the lead actor really did carry it. I I really did like him. Um, And some of the, you know, some of the scenes, there's some really good episodes in there. But after its second week, it doubled that time to 127.5 million, scoring 77.2 million in its third week and getting 53.8 million in its fourth, which I think is kind of telling you that the trend was people were like hearing it from word of mouth, like, oh, you should actually watch it and not worry about it. Oh, breaking news. Oh, I don't, I, I want to break this. Maybe I'll do a video about this. Uh, not to get distracted, but... The show that... One of the shows that pissed me off the most... In perhaps the last five years... Westworld. Canceled after four seasons. Get Woke Go Broke Baby. They screwed that show up so bad. The first season is really, really good. And then it turns into a giant... Pile of garbage. That was unwatchable. And then they rebooted it... With the dude from Breaking Bad. And then... He's like the death knell on that. But anyway... Let's get back to Sandman getting renewed. Uh, the dream continues. The Sandman will return for a new episode in multiple volumes of the Neil Gaiman graphic novel of the Endless. It was ten episodes. I think it was a little too many episodes. Um, but yeah, you know, it was cool. I liked uh, I liked the characters. Pat Oswalt was kind of annoying. Gwendolyn Christie was like, eh, she was okay as Lucifer. She wasn't. The thing that was incredibly dumb is they already paid for Lucifer and Neil Gaiman wrote the book Lucifer and wrote Sandman and they had a Lucifer that they paid a lot of money for. He's one of the most handsome men on earth and they didn't do anything with him and then they moved it on over to Gwendolyn Christie. Why, I don't understand. They made some really questionable decisions. Really questionable decisions. But whatever, whatever. Uh, let's move on. Guess what? You've been playing Super Mario Brothers wh- wrong your entire life. I bet you every person out there in the chat and who's listening to this podcast has at least played Super Mario Brothers once in their lives just to see what it was like. You know, it's an old timey video game. It's easier to get access to than Pong. You know. Super Marios, Italian plumbers who doesn't like any of that stuff the original Super Mario Brothers is a game with stakes you can't save your game or level passwords once you lose your lives the game is over you gotta start over how many of you actually even beat the thing I don't even know that I beat the thing and uh, I'm a completionist and I I don't think I've ever beat it I think there's 32 levels it's, you need to start from scratch every time you lose. When you lose your third life on the first level, you're just done. Or is that not true? Millions of people have suffered under those rules. Got to get through 32 levels of Bowser-infested Mushroom Kingdom. Or you get started over at World 1-1. But guess what? There's actually a different way you were supposed to do it. This was literally stunning to me. So it works on, apparently, the original version. You could play it on the the OG NES, the Virtual Console, the Wii U, the Switch Online. You could do it any version, apparently. Next time you lose all your lives, allow the game to return the title screen, hold down the A button, and hit start, and you'll restart the first level of the last world you died on instead of kicking off at 1-1. So, I'm going to read this. If you died on 4-1, you'll see 4-1. If you died in 7-3, you'll start at 7-1. Mind blown. I can't believe that's a thing. I I can't tell you how many times I've played this damn game and I did not know that. I mean... Jeremy is saying, uh, "Oh, Daniel says he he doesn't think he beat it, but he made it pretty far. Well, guess what? You can go back again, and you could start off from the world you and you died in. If you would have known that, wouldn't you have given it a better shot at trying to beat this damn thing? I had no idea. The, uh, Retro Gaming Online had a TikTok video that's been gone viral and told everybody this. Jeremy D. saying he doesn't understand Bowser's motivation for kidnapping the princess. I mean, if you." Were a giant dragon thing, wouldn't you want to get some new hotness? I mean, if the weird, I you know what I do agree with you because on some level he has kids, right? Koopa's got a bunch of kids, and there is like what Bowsette, and I've seen some Bowsette designs. She's pretty hot, but I mean, if you could trade her in for the new hotness, wouldn't you do that? I don't know. Just I'm kind of thinking maybe that's the way to go. Who knows? You want to get some new hotness? You, you, Maybe he really likes peaches. Maybe that's what it is. He's got a thing for peaches. Millions of peaches. Peaches for me. Millions of peaches. Peaches for free. Look out! You know that old song called Peaches. Either way, there's a reason why I'm wearing this hat tonight. For those of you who are listening on our audio podcast, I am wearing my Godzilla hat. I think... It came from someplace special. I don't remember. Maybe somebody will remind me if they were in the chat. But Toho has a giant announcement. And I cannot be more excited. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. I, If you look behind me, I have an enormous collection of Godzilla figures. Maybe one day as a short, I will do a run through of all my Godzilla guys. But they're all hanging out behind me because they like watching the show. Toho, and this is from Bloody Disgusting, the, the website, has announced, uh, Toho has announced a new Godzilla movie for theatrical release in 2023. If you have, uh, now, many of you may like the Godzilla movies that were uh, Godzilla versus Kong. They're all right. They're decent movies. If you ever get the chance to watch Shin Godzilla, the Japanese version of, uh, the, I, I think it was released in t- what, 2019 or 2017, Uh, that movie's amazing oh Shin Godzilla was released in 2016 that movie's amazing you should definitely watch that movie it won the equivalent of the Oscar and it was uh, directed by the guy who made uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion but the big boy is back Godzilla's coming back and if it's anything like Shin Godzilla I'm excited for it we don't know much But we do know that Toho announced a logo, which is, I love this logo. It's so amazing. It's supposed to come out in November 3rd, 2023. Super excited for this. Cannot wait. I I hope it gets some, like, U.S. release. Like, this is pretty exciting. The only thing that's a little confusing is it did not announce specifically being a live action Movie, which is weird because there was an anime, there was also like a CGI anime. I do kind of like Godzilla Singular Point, uh, very interesting take on Godzilla. The first time I watched it, I was a little like, eh, but when I watched it again, I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and I watched it multiple times, so I'm down. Let's get to it. The more Godzilla, the better. The more Godzilla everybody has in their lives, the better. Just bring on more Godzilla. So I'm excited. Hope you are, but it is. T- I'm, I, I'm, I'm not outraged, but I'm going to get an outrage on. It's an outrage. It's an outrage. It's outrageous. It's time to get to outrageous news. That's right. Man in China was hospitalized after he ate a whole live crab to take revenge for my daughter after it pinched her. Would you eat a live crab if it pinched your daughter? I don't think that's the direction I would go. I would probably boil it alive, but this man, he ate the whole live crab. Months after sal- uh, months after swallowing the crustacean, he was hospitalized with severe back pain and parasitic infections. While raw crab is served in some regions of China, local governments have recommended against it. A man in China became strangely ill months after he ate a live crab to avenge his daughter. 39-year-old Lu of Xinjiang, Chinese as who, was recently seen by doctors at a hospital in Hangzhou for severe back pain for about two months after he swallowed the crustacean. <laughs> they asked him, why did you eat the live crab? I wanted to take revenge for my daughter. We were by a stream. My daughter was pinched by a small crab, so I got angry and I put it in my mouth for revenge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so uh, moral of the story, don't eat live crabs. That's a bad idea. I mean, I understand uh, typically crab is cooked in China, but you can sometimes serve it raw, but it's marinated in alcohol. You know what alcohol does? Kills off all the parasites. Eats the bacteria. Can't just eat it raw yeah don't do it so if you're ever out and about don't just eat a crab bad idea (laughs) daniel says he would pinch his daughter too (laughs) and then uh he also says let me guess the crab ripped through his chest that was my guess i thought it just burst out of his chest you know like a chest burst like but no it just gave him some parasites and bacteria isn't that the way it always is we always expect something more exciting and it's always like a slow painful thing instead of like something exciting um this next story is based out of seattle if you don't know about seattle apparently you can just annex your own country there from time to time but if you really wanted to do something exciting you would own a cadaver business A Seattle-donated cadaver business, former owner, gets six years in prison for dumping the body parts in Arizona. I'm pretty sure you can't cross state lines with cadavers. A man who operated a Seattle-donated cadaver business and dumped body parts around Arizona was sentenced Monday to more than six years in prison. I'm going to make a bold statement, folks. And this is based on reading this one story and not any actual experience. Do not donate your body. I am telling you again, when you go on your driver's license and you have to pick whether or not you want to donate your body for science, maybe it sounds like a good thing that your body will be harvested. And I promise you, one time in my life I was told that someone's uh, body parts were being harvested to be donated to someone else. I'm starting to not believe it. I feel like there's another story that I didn't cover where somebody donated their mom's body to science. Like, specifically, they were asking, like, can we donate her brain to science so that we can uncover the secrets of Alzheimer's? And then she, her body ended up getting sold to the U.S. military so they could blow it up. So this guy... Uh, Harold Mitchell III, 61, guilty of 29 felony counts of concealing or abandoning a dead body. You only get six years for that? And he said, I take responsibility for what I did. Whatever the court sees fit, I will live or die by. I am sorry. Judge Krista Carmen sentenced Mitchell to a concurrent 2.5 prison sentence terms for 24 counts and a concurrent a consecutive 3.75 year term for the other five counts totaling 6.25 years prosecutors were seeking 18 years (laughs) he took donor body parts in dry ice where he moved to Arizona kept them in a freezer He he was arrested after he sold the freezer and moved to Phoenix the remains consistent mostly of women and were linked to at least 12 people Two woodcutters found a human arm and leg on December 26th of 2020, and they discovered nearly two dozen body parts. The next day, prosecutors said two hunters came upon two severed heads, and that led to the recovery of three other heads. How many heads does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop bar? That's what I'm questioning. I don't what, What? People are crazy. Did you know there was a business where you could get people to donate cadavers to you and then you could just leave them in a freezer and then you could just leave the the, the parts all over the place and you would only get six years. Jerry it's, Yes, it's messed up. Thank you. Alan is saying how messed up that is. It is very messed up. This is a very outrageous story. I am outraged. And Jeremy saying that I was half expecting the story, saying that he kept the body parts in his freezer so he could eat them for later. I mean, if you keep that many body parts, there are questions. Are you a cannibal? Are you related to Jeffrey Dahmer? That is a, a big question. I got one more story. I got a doc story for you. And this one's kind of amusing. So, uh, let's go. We're going to the Washington Post because the Washington Post is kind of hilarious. They did get hacked and a bunch of stuff happened to them. Uh, But two caterers on the set of The Equalizer 3 were arrested in a cocaine bust on Denzel Washington's newest movie. (laughs) The Italian paramilitary police arrested two caterers working on Denzel's Denzel Washington's The Equalizer 3, seizing 120 grams of cocaine during the raid in their hotel rooms. Who knew? <laughs> what? The Italian newspaper reported that a 55-year-old man collapsed upon exiting a local pub and later died of a heart attack. Several packets of cocaine were subsequently discovered in his pockets, leading to the, leading the police to suspect there might be more drugs on the set of Equalizer 3. What? Denzel Washington is dealing drugs? That's what I got out of this, allegedly. Denzel Washington was not dealing drugs. <laughs> but his caterers were. Uh, the police arrested two Roman caterers working under the age, were over the age of 30, were... Uh, under the house arrest on suspicion of drug dealing. Plus, we get some sets, set shots of uh, the Equalizer 3. Not the Equalizer with Queen Latifah. The Equalizer with an actual action star, Denzel Washington. Um, what I found kind of amusing about this, too, was that the pa- it was... You know, in the United States, we don't have paramilitary police. We just have police. Does anybody else think that's kind of weird that there's, like, paramilitary police? Like, what does that even mean? That seems a little sus. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Italy now. I'm going to stay away from there. I'm going to get out of Italy. I'm going to not visit the Pope. I'm going to stay out of there. But I might get into something. I think I'm into it. Are you into it? Netflix, and look, I know, I started reviewing things that are not in the English language and people aren't that excited about it, but I thought this might be an exception to the rule because I started, I was gonna review, I reviewed Chainsaw Man because it's been coming out weekly, but it's still in its sub, like it's not in, it's not dubbed yet in English, so people haven't really discovered it. Like, My Hero Academia is pretty popular because it's dubbed in English. But just like uh, Attack on Titan hasn't finished yet because it's also subtitled. Uh, But I am looking at something called... It's on Netflix. It's called Troll. And it's directed by somebody who actually directed things in English. The director of Tomb Raider and The Wave... It looks kind of interesting. As a Godzilla fan, I can get behind this. It's Norwegian language fantasy action film directed by... I mean, the guy's name is Roar Uthog. I mean, that's a pretty baller name. If your name is Roar, it's pretty cool. It's clear there's something very wrong in the mountains. He directed the 2018 Tomb Raider and the 2015 disaster thriller The Wave, which I heard was very good. You remember Tomb Raider from 2018? Friends of the Fisherman? We're still friends with those fishermen. But we might also be friends with Troll. If you recall, the U.S. movie called Troll is actually uh, one of those great movies that you can make fun of. Like one of the greatest bad movies I've ever a- ever made. I think, it, no, it's Troll 2. Troll is actually pretty good, but Troll 2 is unconnected to Troll and terrible and hilarious. This looks like a Godzilla movie. I'm in, starts on December 1st. Who doesn't like giant trolls taking over the world? I mean, it's a thing. You're gonna wanna see it. If you like big monster stomping things, check it out. So, I'm in. That means we can move on. That's right, I'm gonna keep the horror theme going. Gonna keep it going. We're going to go to Barbarian first. Now, Barbarian is, um, hmm. How do I describe this movie? It came out in 2022. It got a lot of really positive press. You can catch it streaming right now on HBO Max. I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. It's on the tomato meter, it's 92% fresh by the critics and with over 1,000 reviews from the audience, 71%. I'm gonna say it's not what you think it is. And if you go in, uh, well, let me read what the critic consensus is, because I was gonna say if you go in with any expectations, you're going to be sorely mistaken. Um, I don't know why it, they would say it's funny. Smart, darkly humorous, and above all, scary, Barbarian offers a chilling and consistently unpredictable thrill thrill ride for horror fans. Audience says the less you know going into Barbarian, the better, but be prepared for an ending that might rub you the wrong way. Now I'm not going to spoil this at all for you. I'm just going to give you a little like breakdown on some of it. It's not. I don't know what part of it is funny. It's definitely not funny. Uh, if anything, it's just a very smartly directed horror movie. That kind of ends in like horror schlock on some level. Oh, it's totally rare that the critics rate the movie higher than the audience. I agree with you, Alan. Astute of you. I would say... Because people are saying like it's the best horror movie in decades. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's very well directed. Zack Krager. That guy, keep an eye out for him. He's a very good director. And you know what's always fascinating to me as someone who's a bit of a horror connoisseur? um, The horror directors always end up being very good. Like Guillermo del Toro, Peter Jackson started as horror. Sam Raimi started as horror. Like a lot of these really good directors end up being horror directors first and then they move on to bigger and better things. Um, I would say if you're a horror person... You're going to like it, but by the time you get to the third act, you're going to be a little like, what am I actually watching here? Uh, Just to give you the general premise is that a young woman who is played by Georgina Campbell, very good, uh, meets up with Bill Skarsgård, who plays Keith, who uh, they get double booked at an, an Airbnb, and then there's a lot of tension as to what's going on Justin Long eventually ends up in the movie, and I think they think that's the humor part. Justin Long is not funny, and he's a little irritating, uh, but he's fine for the role. He's fine. Like, it's not the greatest thing in, in in the world. And yeah, good point, Alan. You you like movies more than critics. Critics, you gotta, if you, critics really like it, you can't trust them. You gotta be like, eh, on the other side. And you don't, you can't care what the critics say. We've been fighting ab- about that for years. Basically, whatever the critics say, we, we tend to disagree with them. Not quite 100% of the time, but almost 100% of the time. Because they seem to have an agenda where we just want to get out there like, are you going to like it? I think if you watch it, you're really going to like Georgina C- Campbell. You're really going to like Bill Scarsgard. Bill Scarsgard, moi, excellente. The, this, this kid, dude, the Skarsgård family, is just so excellent at acting. Uh, There's Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise. You may know him from that. There's Stellan Skarsgård, who's in some of the Thor movies. He's in Dune. He plays the Baron Harkonnen. He's also in... I really like him in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Guy's an excellent actor. Justin Long plays, like, annoying Justin Long. He kind of just plays himself, which is kind of fascinating. Um... It's kind of like they stitched a bunch of movies together and it goes a little Teddy bonkers at the end. I will say that the I don't want to give away too much. I really don't want to, I don't want to spoil this. (laughs) There are way too many guards, just like the Hemsworth, but I promise you the guards are better than the Hemsworths. The Hemsworths are just like, eh, other than, you know, Chris. Chris is pretty awesome. But the Skarsguards Guards are substantially better actors. I definitely I definitely think that there are way too many Skarsguards. Guards because there's another one and I don't even know his name. If you guys in the chat remember, he's the one who's in the that Viking movie. Uh, I don't even remember the name of the Viking movie. I was gonna watch it, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. It's probably called like The Viking or something stupid. It's The Norseman, yeah. Uh, but directed by Eggers. That, that weirdo director, director Lighthouse that I tortured Noob Noob with. I made him watch Lighthouse. It's apparently a really weird movie. And I just, I don't like that director enough to care to watch it. Like, The Northman sounds okay, but I'm like, yeah, I'll get around to it. The Northman. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate that, Daniel. Daniel, fact-checking me. The man. Um, but I, I will say that if, if you're, like, willing to give it a chance, you're going to like this one. It's, it's a good horror movie, and the director is very good. You're going to be like, hey, I saw a movie that th- this director was really good at tension. There's not a lot of a jump scares. It's genuine, like tense. And then you're going to be like, I don't know if you guys have ever watched House of a 1000 Corpses, the Rob Zombie movie, where you're just like, this stuff just gets crazier and crazier. It's kind of like that. Um... Where you're just like, I didn't, this is going, coming from a place, like, there's not a real lot of setup and payoff. It's just, you're just like, what is going on here? Because I was like, literally, what I was like, what am I watching? But I enjoyed it. It's not amazing. The ending might be a little, like they say, a little disappointing. But it was, it's worth watching. So, I'll give you that. And the actors, keep an eye on them. And I can't say, I, I love Bill Skarsgård in this. Especially coming off of Pennywise, this is great. So uh, let's move on to the premiere. I guess it's the premiere review. Yeah, it is. Because this one makes me sad and happy at the same time. Cabinet of Curi... There we go. It's called Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Now, I don't know if this is going to get a season two. It doesn't seem like it was highly rated enough on Netflix to get a a season two. That's just my guess, right? It came out during Halloween... I don't know if it got a lot of good word of mouth and uh, it's an anthology. So that means every single story is a little bit different. And if you guys will indulge me as a horror fanatic that I am, I watched every single one and I'd like to just briefly review how I feel about each one and give my two cents. The tomato meter has it rated at 95%. That's because they love everything Guillermo del Toro touches the man won an Oscar with the, shape of water or whatever that movie that i refuse to watch because i will not watch a ripoff of splash uh one thing guillermo del toro is not is the most original i do enjoy him as a director but he is not the most original person i've ever met um if you ever watch the shape of water and you watch splash you'll realize they are the same movie uh the audience score has a 75 percent, which i think is a little better than that there's some highlights and some lowlights Each episode is directed by a different person, and I would like if you will indulge me. There are eight episodes, and I'd like to give my two cents on each one. Um, There's some really great actors in this. There's a phenomenal. I'm so ah can't I? And that's where I'm at with this. Where I'm like, this is. There are parts of this that were so amazing that I am so excited that I I wish I I want to share them with you, and I want you guys to watch them. But I don't want to torture you with all of them, right? And interestingly enough, I was going to review each one of these individually as 10 second reviews, and they did so bad, I just didn't. I may go back and do a special video on this because A, I'm a giant HP Lovecraft fan. I don't care what anybody says about the man, he had a huge impact on uh, writing and horror and you can't deny what he did and i don't he grew up in a time that was so different from ours it's impossible to even compare it you know i know people say like really bad things about him but i i can't i can't differentiate you know the, the work needs to stand on its own but we'll start with lot 36 uh, a man who likes to buy he basically there's a guy who likes to buy storage units and he ends up buying a storage unit where he kind of gets, like, cursed or, like, people are not happy with what it is. And uh, that one I I thought was one of the weakest of the batch. I would rate it towards the bottom. I did not like it. It was not – the the show did not intrigue me. There's a monster in it that was very intriguing. And I like the – basically, the last eight minutes were exciting. And the rest of it was kind of garbage. Each one of these is almost an hour, which makes it hard to, like – comprehend how i feel about them because some of them are way too long it suffers from netflix not doing enough editing uh the second one's called graveyard rats graveyard rats was okay it reminded me a little bit of a stephen king story so it wasn't that exciting basically grave robbers decide that they're gonna eye the riches of a wealthy new arrival in a cemetery and then goes through a maze of tunnels it was very claustrophobic. Wasn't particularly scary. There's a little bit of Cthulhu stuff in there, which is tied to um, H.P. Lovecraft. Otherwise, towards the bottom, not that great. It was okay. Somewhere in the middle. Had some good creature effects, but, you know, eh. The autopsy. This is towards the top. One of the best ones. A seasoned sheriff investigates a dead body in the woods and calls in an old pal, a medical examiner, to piece together a mystery. This one... Really good. Really enjoyed it. Great acting. Um, I don't know who directed it. Let's see if we can get some details. Because each one was almost like a movie. Uh, F. Murray Abraham is in it. Glenn Turman is in it. They're all really good. Uh, This was cool. This was really cool. It had some really good points to it. And I think you'd really enjoy that one. Uh, The Outside... This one I did not like at all. I thought it was too long and kind of boring. Longing to fit at work, awkward Stacy begins to use a popular lotion that causes an alarming reaction while un- an unnerving transformation takes place. This is kind of body horror, but I just I could not buy into it. It was it had Katie uh, McCucci was in it, Martin Starr in it. And Dan Stevens, I like Dan Stevens. I thought he was actually really good in it. But Katie, Katie Micucci, who you may know from Scrubs, they like it goes like they do this whole thing with ugliness, and uh, I just I I don't I don't like they made a really ugly, and I don't know. I just I, it rubbed me the wrong way, and I don't like rubbing, rubbing lotion on the skin. Pickman's model episode five, which was a. That's the H.P. Lovecraft story. A, a, a very, a fairly large deviation from the story itself. Uh, art student Will meets introvert, introvert Richard, whose terrifying works of art beginning to have a deep, disturbing effect on Will's sense of reality. Which is like the story, still very different. The one thing I really liked about it was Ben Barnes and Crispin Glover. Ben Barnes, you may know from Punisher, and he was so different from his Punisher character Jigsaw that he. I didn't even know it was him. I had to look it up and be like, that was Ben Barnes. Are you, I thought it was Ben Barnes, but I didn't know it. Crispin Glover was really good. His accent was a little off-putting, but I guess it was, I'm sure it was kind of authentic. Um, Very bleak, very bleak ending. And uh, I liked it, but uh, as far as like an interpretation of an H.P. Lovecraft story, it wasn't that great. Dreams of the Witch House, it was pretty good a little long not that great years after his twin sister's death a researcher ventures into a dark mysterious realm with the aid of a special drug determined to bring her back very different from the story the hp lovecraft story and obviously if you don't know del toro loves hp lovecraft he's a huge influence on stephen king Guillermo del toro they all very much love hp lovecraft they just don't talk about it a lot what's kind of funny about this is Rupert Grint is in this, who you may know from such things as Harry Potter. You haven't seen him in a long time, have you? Well, he's in this, and he's really good. He's really good. Shocking. And then Ishmael Cruz Cordova, who you may know from such things as Rings of Power, which is terrible, and he's not that good in it, but he's pretty good at this. So, I'm okay with it. Um... This one though, nice, somewhere in the middle. It was okay, it was okay. The next one I absolutely loved, blown away, my top number one, killed it, knocked it out of the park. It's basically a 70s horror schlock, so good, loved it, This director, I cannot talk. This was one of the best things I've seen in a long, long time and I promise you it may come off as kind of silly in the beginning but stick with it you're gonna get some amazing amazing horror I I, just, I cannot say. It, it reminded me of a really really good 70s horror movie like The Thing and things like that this is awesome a wealthy recluse hosts four accomplished guests at his stylish mansion, mansion for a once in a lifetime experience but their intrigue soon turns to terror this is a slow burn but so good the director Panos Costamatos I hope we see more from this guy. This had Peter Weller in it, Eric Andre, Sophia Butella, Charlene Yi, and Steve Aggie. You, Peter Weller, the original RoboCop, amazing actor, amazing performance. Just drops the hammer on this one. I loved it so much. The stylish, the way that like the the set design, everything ties together. I can't tell you how great this is. Uh, Ron Weasley, yes. Alan is telling me that uh, Rupert Grint, Ron Weasley, right? He's also in an Apple TV show called Servant from M. Night Shyamalan. I heard that's actually really good. So it's good to see him get back into acting, especially when I think he's a pretty good actor. So thanks, uh, Alan. Thanks for giving me some insight there. Uh, Eric Andre, who you may know from the Eric Andre show, show, an absolute buffoon. Uh, but in this was pretty darn good. Sophia Boutella, I've seen her in a bunch of things. She's awesome in this. Every actor, like, brings their A-game. Charlotte Yee is even really good in this. She was in House. I haven't seen her do a, a bunch of other things. And Steve Aggie, I've seen him in a bunch of things. I don't really remember what he's from, but if you can watch one from this show, this is the one, especially if you love, like, really violent horror from... the from the seventies, really gory, really intense. Loved it, really good. Last but not least, and uh, you know, look, I'm a horror nut, so I just I had to do this, guys. I just I had to give my my two cents on each one. The Murmuring, this one's so weird. It's it's kind of your pretty basic standard haunted house trope um, movie. It's really or, or like whatever. It's like an hour anthology whatever you want to call it it's only it's a character study there's only like two or three actors in it but it's, it's very much your very stereotypical haunted house trope movie it reminds me of the um the one movie it's called the others with uh the girl from eyes wide shut married to Tom Cruise I'll think I'll, I'll get her name but uh, mourning a major loss ornithologist Nancy and Edgar flock to a secluded home to study the Dunlins a type of bird but the house's history reveals heartbreak and horror and what's kind of good about this one is that it gives you it's, it's not as uh, gloom and doom as the rest of them I think it was a really nice capper like, uh, like, a, like a capper to the top of it what's really fascinating about this S.E. Davis really really good I don't know who she is or where she's from. Maybe I'll take a look at her. Let's see, who's she? Uh, she was in Assassin's Creed, apparently. And she, oh, she's in the Babadook. Wow, she's the mom from the Duck. She's from Hobart, Tasmania, Australia. That's awesome. She's really good in this. Really super intense. This one is worthwhile. It's very, very slow burn. And if you like the others with Nicole Kidman, you're going to like this. But the thing that I found the most fascinating about this is Andrew Lincoln from Walking Dead. Plays so against character, so against type. You know him, you love him from Walking Dead. And in this, he is beautiful. Just such a powerful performance. Andrew Lincoln, wow. I cannot even tell you how good he is in this. Stunning, stunning and brave. It, it, this is what makes me excited about filmmaking. Is, is 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 a show like this. Now there's eight of them, and a handful of them are just mediocre. You could throw them away. And Guillermo de Toro giving these rising act, these rising directors, a chance to do something with a really great budget. I'd hate to see it canceled. I want to see more. Not all of them work. I promise you, not all of them work. But if you listen to my review and watch the ones that you want to watch. Give it a chance, man. Andrew Lincoln, Mike, and Essie David. Like, if you don't have the feels after this one, you have a broken, broken soul. There's something wrong with you. Rick Grimes, that's right, Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. It's, it's amazing to see him in something so different, and he's such a versatile actor, and he's British, he's so good in this, and they do like this different accent. I, I can't give you guys, like, I hope you watch it, Give me some feedback. Tell me if I'm insane. But if you watch those two, uh, the viewing is I mean, the murmuring's not the it's not amazing, but I, I definitely it's a character study and it's 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 beautifully shot. It's just it's a beautiful, well-directed thing, and I think you'll really appreciate it if you give it the time. The viewing, that one knocks it out of the park. Dreams of the Witch House is is okay. H.P. Lovecraft inspired. I'm okay with it. Pickman's model, really, really depressing, but pretty okay. I liked it. Not as it's not. It doesn't follow the story. It's not a true adaptation the way I wanted it to be. The outside you could skip. You can watch it if you want to, but it it's it takes too long. It could have been 20 minutes and it would have been fine. The autopsy, watch it. Graveyard wa- rat, watch it. Lock 36. You can watch it, but it's not the greatest. But overall, I like it. It's more good than bad. A lot of brand new directors. Uh, Guillermo de Toro surrounding us with some talent and giving us something really to look forward to. I recommend it, I hope you guys watch it. Give me some feedback, let me know. Maybe I'll do a special video on it. Nobody's talking about this thing. And I love to see hot new horror directors. I promise you, some of the directors that you see in this are gonna be big time directors. If given the chance, you're going to see more from these people. And you're going to be like, oh, I remember when I watched that. It was so cool. And seeing Peter Weller before, you know, the man is old. I mean, look at this picture of him. He is old. He doesn't have a lot of time left. But catching him in this was so awesome, man. If you want to see Peter Weller store some cocaine, you got to get in on this. So I hope you're as excited about it as I am. Uh, next week, Doc's going to be very sad, but we're bringing back... Well, maybe. I have no guarantees, but supposedly there's going to be a noob noob returning. We'll do some great stuff. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. I had so much fun tonight. I had so much fun over the past two weeks. You guys are amazing. You did such a great job. Love all of y'all. Like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. You know it. Catch our shorts. And uh, hang in there. We got Top Gun, and I'm going to give some special cred to my, my people who helped me through this show Extra bonus points for Alan and Jeremy. You guys, you guys killed it. You guys are fact-checking me, helping me do this as I do it all on my own. It's a long show. I got a lot to get through, but you guys made it easier for me. I appreciate it. Love all y'all. But as for me, thank you for listening, but I am on to the next one. If I can find the outro, it's here somewhere. (laughs) Love y'all. We're out, on to the next one.